BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Hi, Ben. And Travis Irvine. Oh, hello, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening to the show. We hope you're doing well out there as the news continues to get worse. We have another crazy show for you all today. It's crazy. We're going to discuss what the Dems are up to when it comes to financing some certain quacky Republicans. Is it a smart idea? Is it not a smart idea? We shall debate it. Also, we're going to get to more on the pact bill. The pact bill that was not passed because certain Republicans didn't enjoy the wording enough to vote for our veteran safety. Of course, that's what happens when politics uh, outshine and overweigh human needs, Mm -hmm. specifically when it comes to our veterans. But first, let's talk war and peace, specifically in this case, war. Saudi Arabia, they're known for um, hmm. Well, let's see. Oil, uh-huh. 9-11, okay. mm-hmm. killing journalists. That's about it. That's and golf. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? Joe Biden, his administration, they have drone struck and killed Aman al-Zahari. Now, this was a drone strike. It took place over this weekend. Evidently, they knew Zahari's schedule, and they monitored him very closely. The dude was 71 years old. I wonder what he could have been up to, mostly doing nothing but sitting on his balcony. And the U.S. said, we know where he is. It was 618 in the morning. He's having his balcony coffee sip, perhaps? And now he is dead. Joe Biden, his administration, taking a victory lap. Of course, he was second in command next to Osama bin Laden. Obama killed bin Laden, and now Biden has killed al-Zahari in a drone strike. We have President Biden. He wants to talk about it because, to be honest, it's a hell of a distraction from the economy and everything else going on. Domestically. Absolutely. On a foreign front, we also have Nancy Pelosi going over to Taiwan. Mm -hmm. I like the people of Taiwan, and hopefully they have a nice time hanging out, and I want to apologize to them for having to listen to her. (laughs) But let's play Joe Biden talking about the most recent kill of Zahari, and the question here is, do you feel safer? I love it when 70-year-olds fight with each other, because they have the ability to use drones, Mm. unlike those pesky teens. All right, let's play, Joe. My fellow Americans, on Saturday, at my direction, the United States successfully concluded an airstrike in Kabul, Afghanistan, that killed the Emir of Al-Qaeda. 
Iman al-Zawiri. Zawiri was uh, bin Laden's leader for decades. He was the mastermind behind attacks against Americans. And since the United States delivered justice to bin Laden 11 years ago, Zawahiri has been a leader of al-Qaeda, the leader. Now, justice has been delivered, and this terrorist leader is no more. We make it clear again tonight that no matter how long it takes, no matter where you hide, if you are a threat to our people, the United States will find you and take you out. Our intelligence community located Zawahiri earlier this year. He had moved to downtown Kabul to reunite with members of his immediate family. After carefully considering the clear and convincing evidence of his location, I authorized a precision strike that would remove him from the battlefield once and for all. The United States did not seek this war against terror. It came to us. And we answered with the same principles and resolve that have shaped us for generation upon generation. To protect the innocent, defend liberty, and we keep the light of freedom burning, a beacon for the rest of the entire world, because this is a great and defining truth about our nation and our people. We do not break. We never give in. We never back down. And to those around the world who continue to seek to harm the United States, hear me now. We will always remain vigilant, and we will act, and we will always do what is necessary to ensure the safety and security of Americans at home and around the globe. Thank you all, and may God protect our troops and all those who serve in harm's way. We will never, we will never give up. All right, so not quite like his predecessor, Barack Obama. There were no civilian casualties, which begs the question, was this even a U.S. drone strike? (laughs) Come on. If it ain't messy, it ain't us. Absolutely. So Joe Biden taking the victory lap the best way he can by kind of speaking with an open mouth. What goes on when he talks? I don't quite know. I I hope he's all right. Does this move the needle whatsoever for Joe's approval rating? As we know, war, what is it good for? Ratings and money. Is this something that the will be able to campaign on as obviously we're in the midst of a heated primary and November the midterms are right around the corner do you think this has sticking power I mean in theory it could I mean to your point war what is it good for ratings and mm-hmm. these ratings are not good but that's all on domestic issues when it comes to foreign policy you know it's been about a year since we pulled out of Afghanistan mm-hmm. and of course that was a whole debacle and didn't really go as planned. It was necessary. We agreed with it, but it just was a very also messy process. Absolutely. Every time you pull out, things get a little bit of uh, things get a little bit messy. Or sticky. But of course, you don't have to birth the child that is, in this case, the longest war in American history. Twenty years, as we've said before, setting a hook in a fish is pretty easy. Tearing it out is very painful, and yep. obviously, it could have been handled better, being that we left a lot of weapons and a lot of military goods on the battlefield for future terrorists to potentially use. Which is where he was, in Kabul, Afghanistan, of course. So, mm-hmm. again, uh, I'm a little uh, peeved that these terrorists have nicer houses than I do. He has a balcony <laughs> yeah, where he liked to, uh, to your point, s- sit out there at 6 a.m. So right. it took him two decades to finally find him. Do you think it actually him? took him two decades to find him? I feel like they knew exactly where he was at all times, and it's just a matter of moments before the political factors align with uh, the ability to find or the, with the ability to pull off the strike but i think they knew where he was it's not like that huge of a place right well but you know in theory this is the same government that didn't know where osama bin laden was until 
2011 when well, uh, Obama killed him. Again, they also did something very similar to Osama bin Laden after 9-11. This is when Michael Moore was still giving us information that mattered. They (laughs) flew the bin Laden family out uh, of the country Mm -hmm. uh, back to, I believe, Afghanistan. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Okay, thank Mm -hmm. you so much. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people were like, hey, what's that all about? And obviously, in this case, uh, removing the family from the home of Zahari so that they would not be killed. Uh, Obviously, it is what it is. It's an act of violence. But I suppose they tried their best to make it as peaceful as possible. Right. That's one of the things that caught my ear from uh, President Biden was justice has been served. And it's like, well, technically American justice where you arrest the person, you put them on trial, you lay out their crimes, you convict them. That's technically what it's supposed to be. But that's for American citizens only. Mm -hmm. And now, of course, terrorists are, um, they got a different set of rules. Yeah. What do you think, Fernando? The 71-year-old is off the battlefield. (sighs) You feel better? I, I, I don't feel any safer. What's my freedom doing over there? (laughs) So uh, this is weird to me because with what's happening with Trump hosting the Saudis in a golf tournament saying he doesn't know who caused 9-11 while we have the president of our country saying, I just stopped the guy second in command who caused 9-11. So, you know, there's a it's it's more divisiveness. And I wonder what I wonder if what you said isn't completely true. We knew where he was this whole time. Was there just a missile hovering over his house just waiting for the approval rating to drop past a certain level and then it it hits him? And we know the CIA. CIA has participated in actions like this for a long, long freaking time. Yeah, go back cruise, and listen. Right? Go back and listen to our MK Ultra series if you want to know a little bit more on what the CIA is able to do. So you wonder. And even as recently as in Haiti, when they yes. found that some of the people who assassinated that president, what last year, were mm-hmm. trained by CIA in Colombia. Um, I, I agree with Fernando's point. This could maybe check a box for a lot of the moderate Democrats. Sure. Maybe your Bill Crystals, who are again like we're going to get to yeah. uh, Democrats somehow supporting former Republicans or current Republicans that they've never supported before. But I don't think this will move the needle, obviously, for any Trumpers, because the Trumpers probably believe what their uh, their president believes, right. and that is no one's gotten to the bottom of 9-11. Thank you so much for being here, Donald Trump. So in this <laughs> binary world where theoretically the entire nation should be applauding Joe Biden for taking somebody off the battlefield that helped cause 9-11 and a series of other attacks, <laughs> just because it's Joe Biden and just because mm-hmm. Donald Trump has a golf course that he so desperately wants to get paid by having uh, whether it be terrorists or whether it be his wife's corpse, whatever it might be, <laughs> Donald Trump needs to make some cash off of this golf course that he has, which is already tax exempt because he lied and he made a deal with local authorities and local politicians in order to rebrand it, I believe, as a park, something oh like that. God. So it's not actually technically under the golf course banner when it comes to taxes because that's what Trump is so freaking good at is convincing a bunch of morons to give him tax-exempt properties. So now we have a situation where Biden takes this person. Now we'll just say Biden, obviously the CIA, military, military industrial complex. We all know about Mm -hmm. that. But because it was done by a Democrat, now we have President Trump who is saying we haven't gotten to the bottom of who caused (laughs) 9-11. 17 of the 19 hijackers, of course, were Saudi, Mm -hmm. which begs the question, why didn't we invade there? Mm. Check out Fahrenheit 9-11, Michael Moore's <laughs> only good documentary, to really find out why. It was because the Bush family and the Saudi royal family were very tight. 
Absolutely, they were. And of course, there's a lot of money interest when it comes to the U.S. and Saudi Arabia, as we're seeing now with gas prices absolutely going through the roof, knowing uh, that the Saudis have a lot of manipulation mm-hmm. when it comes to the oil markets. That's right. False flags, folks. Folks, false flag. Uh, not when Alex Jones says there's a false flag, because Alex Jones, again, is a line piece of shit who is currently in the midst of finding out how much he's going to pay family families of Sandy Hook victims on account that he utilized his First Amendment right to cause a series of different acts of violence against people who were victims of gun violence and lost their children in one of the worst massacres in American history. But when it comes to the Saudis, there are real false flags, folks, when it comes to blowing up oils, uh, mm-hmm. oil um, reservoirs, reservoirs, right. we covered that last year, yeah. you know, and then, of course, obviously, this ripples and has an f- effect on oil across the country and, and the globe. Uh, Joe Biden went to Saudi Arabia. It was a very right. interesting, he had the, right. the odd fist bump to start everything off. But um, to your point, I mean, the Saudis control so much oil again. And and, and if you do check out Michael Moore's Fahrenheit 9-11, I don't even know where you can find the documentary. Right. But he really spells it out just how much of the economy Saudi Arabia controls. Absolutely. And obviously, as we get to uh, greener pastures when it comes to electric vehicles, things of this nature, this is why I'm all for all hands on deck, whether it be nuclear, whether it be clean. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to get off the teat of the Saudis because, mm-hmm. again, they were allowed to take down uh, two of our towers. And then, of course, the third one <laughs> fell as well and killed thousands and thousands of Americans with zero retribution. And obviously. Obviously, they're currently still killing journalists and freedom is not reigning. However, what is reigning is money, which is why they're able to now sponsor a golf tournament called Live. And obviously, we're going to play a clip here from the Good Liars. Obviously, they've been able to attract a lot of golfers who have never seen so much money before in their lives with zero concern or zero regret over taking money from the bloody hands of the Saudi family. So, Mr. Trump, in 2016... It is interesting because it seems as if you did blame the destruction of the World Trade Center on the Saudis. But what happened? Well, in 2016, I, I of course, was running for president. And <laughs> oh, I, uh, I want to know who blew up the World Trade Center. Take a look at Saudi Arabia. Right. That's what I said. I, I believe that. I mean, take a look at Saudi Arabia. Again, mm-hmm. 17 to the 19 hijackers. It, it seems as if they were trained there, financed, perhaps. The Bin Laden's made a lot of money from the Saudi royal family. But why are you changing your tune now? Well, thanks to 9-11, I had the tallest building in Lower Manhattan. <laughs> okay. And, so You it know, was- the more I thought about that the more I thought about no one's really gotten to the bottom of 9-11. Wait a second. So no one's gotten to the bottom of 9-11. We don't know who did it. And I was president for four years, and I don't even know. <laughs> so what did you think about the drone, drone strike then on uh, Zahari? Do you think that that was a good thing? Because, I mean, technically Biden did what you weren't able to do, right? Because you were you were tough on uh, you know terrorism and things like that. But yet it seems as if they were able to be just fine under your administration. Sleepy Joe wasn't able to do anything by himself. All right. Can Sleepy Joe do this? Hey, I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do speak with a little bit more vigor, perhaps. But the things you say seem to be coming out of both sides of your mouth. That's because I have two mouths and two butts. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> it's a beautiful butt, especially when you swing that golf club on your golf course. Thank you. And I want to thank the Saudis. 
Incredible really? Saudis. I love what they did to that journalist because he didn't know when to shut up. Oh my if God. I could do that to every journalist on MSNBC, I'd do it right here at Bedminster Golf Course where yeah. we're going to have an incredible tournament. And finally, someone could get to the bottom of 9-11. It's at the bottom of a hole-in-one, baby. Okay, so it's at the bottom of the first hole at your shitty effing golf course. Everybody has a prize. Hubba, hubba, hubba. The million-dollar man, professional wrestling, has come to politics. And it is absolutely Ugh. disgusting seeing these people take money from the Saudis. Speaking of the WWE, they have a project right now with the Saudi uh, with the Saudi government. Oh, right. They got four hundred million bucks. The women are barely allowed to Ugh. wrestle when they go abroad, and not to mention the crown prince held them hostage on the tarmac Ugh. because Vince had yet pay had, had did not yet pay oh, uh, the Saudi <laughs> price to be there. So they threatened to basically kill the entire. WWE roster. So this live golf course, mm. this live golf tournament. Yeah. Our friends, the good liars were there. Right. Now there's a fellow. His name is Phil Mickelson. Now this dude is a very, very famous golfer. And yes, of course, as a kid, I did not know the difference between he and Nicholson. Sure. Um, but nonetheless, Phil Mickelson. Different from Jack Nicholson. Absolutely. Well, I thought a, an actor, I thought a <laughs> lot of people were the same. I thought the drummer for um, I thought the drummer for Red Travis Hot Chili Pepper. No, I thought the drummer for Red Hot Chili Peppers was Will Ferrell. Oh. I just thought everyone that I <laughs> they was... They do look alike. They look exactly they look alike. exactly well, alike. And, and I, I just confused Jack Nicholson, the actor, with Jack Nicholas, who's the golfer. He's from Ohio. I should know that. Absolutely. When I was a kid, I was like, there's three people, and they all play different roles on TV. <laughs> Can you believe Will Ferrell's also in the band? Oh, wow. <laughs> Phil Mickelson... He got heckled by our friend Jason Selvig, who is evidently being described as a Tom Cruise lookalike. I believe it. He's too tall, though. He's yeah. way too tall. Tom, I think he's... Short's, uh, Tom Short is very short. So that's why. That's how short he is. I call him Tom Short. Absolutely. <laughs> Tom Cruise is like five foot three. Jason Selvig's a solid six foot four man. Let's play Jason and the Good Liars at Trump's golf course as Phil Mickelson tees off uh, certainly America and also the ball that he's about to hit. Because the Saudis are giving him millions and millions of dollars mm. to do his thing. All right, behind me right there is Phil Mickelson, the face of this new golf league being bankrolled by the uh, Saudi government. $100 million. That's all it wow. took for him to come here. That's all. That's and uh, I guess forget about that journalist that was, that was chopped up by the Saudi government. Yeah. Hey, Phil, give us a wave. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, give me a look. Yes, thumbs up. up. Thank you. All right. Last hour, Phil Mickelson teed off here at the 16th hole just behind me. Uh Here's what happened. (laughs) Do it for the Saudi royal family. (laughs) Yes. Oh, that guy was bad. <laughs> One more time, and we'll escort you out. Okay, I'm so I'm sorry. I'm He's so, sorry. so used to that. I am sorry. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. <laughs> These guys, I'm very sorry. Bunding. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, right. Four so million views. That was so good. He's well doing. Done. I'm so proud of the good liars. They are always fighting the good fight with comedy the best way they know how. Yeah. And Phil Mickelson, $100 million. Um, and I know Tiger Woods has had a lot of controversy in his personal life, but he actually sure. turned down 700 to $800 million. He did. He turned it down flat. So, the, absolutely. You know, it's interesting. You know, it makes me think of our conversation um, with the, the baseball fella from last year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we're just politics and sports. They really do collide sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you got to pick a side. 
Absolutely. And listen to that interview. He was the president of the Negro League Museum, and he was absolutely fantastic. Go back and listen to that conversation. Politics and sports certainly intertwine, Mm -hmm. and especially when it comes to this much money on the line. Obviously, Tiger Woods, sure, whatever you want to say about his personal life, he's just a human being who's doing the best he can. So I don't want to demonize him on that front. I will give him credit for turning down that much freaking money. That's a lot of money. Because even if you, exactly, even if you are almost a billionaire, you're looking at another billion. That's got to make your eyes pop out of your skull a little bit, almost like the people's eyes were popping out of their skull as they saw the planes hit the buildings on 9-11. So I'm happy that Jason, uh, Devram, they were there. And this is just such another example of grifting at its effing worst as Trump lends out his golf course to the Saudi-led Live Golf Tournament <laughs> as, again, Biden killed the terrorist Zahari, who had uh, blood all over his hands. And uh, in a way, um, it's just... It's a powerful juxtaposition. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. As Absolutely. Trump encourages Saudi and takes Saudi money. Right. Takes their money Biden. and forgets what happened on 9-11. <laughs> it's amazing, right? Yeah, exactly. Wow. To uh, America's. You know, that's when you really, really see the, 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 the a high a higher just, up how there truly is to America's for them. It's just mm-hmm. well, it's whatever the it's whatever America he's currently getting paid by. Right. Yes. So it's like whatever. He just said that he didn't know who did 9-11. In this case, everybody knows who did 9-11. Yeah. In this case, the other America is Saudi Arabia. And that's what not to mention, <laughs> again, if the foot if the shoe was on the other foot. Oh, my uh, God. can you imagine exactly. the field day mm-hmm. that oh. the Tuckers of the world, the Ingrams of the world would would have they would denounce anyone who said i don't know what happened on 9-11 we don't know we haven't gotten to the bottom of it they would be tarred and feathered on conservative Mm -hmm. media right but because it's their bloated bastard big boy they love him so much that they say oh well it's fine. He doesn't have to remember what happened on 9-11. That little thing. <laughs> that little thing that happened 20 that, years ago. That so caused, long ago. It caused millions and billions and billions of dollars well, and, and uh, cost tens of thousands of lives and uh, technically ruined our reputation for two decades. Right. And got us involved in a bunch of foreign wars that we didn't have to do. Although, of course, that was also our careless leaders at the time. It's such a fascinating thing, too, because the conservative media did hit Joe Biden over meeting with MBS Mm -hmm. and the awkward fist bump and just the awkward tone of all of it. Right. Well, Uh, we did as well. I don't like, no one should meet with these people. And so did progressive media. Progressive media is like, you can't be fist bumping guys who just murder journalists and run one of the most strict countries in the world. When you and I fist bump, it usually means, oh, right, the Packers are going to be doing all right this year. (laughs) Or you scored a touchdown in Madden. Absolutely. When politicians fist bump, it means that they stripped rights away for yep. health care from veterans, and it means that they're meeting with war <laughs> criminals who killed journalists. It's a strange it's character. It's a long way since when uh, Barack and Michelle Obama fist bumped, right. and it was really adorable. <laughs> yeah, that was But then they cute. made fun of that, too, conservative media. Well, and also the tan suit. Who could ever forget the that? The brown suit. Oh, that's right. She oh. had no sleeves, y'all. She's a man. Fox. Fox. 1776, Fox. False flags. Uh, that's how much I'm going to owe every single parent of the Sandy. I'm going to owe them $1776,000. Million dollars. Whatever, Alex Jones. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide 
at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, well, let's move on. The Democratic Party. What? They are playing with fire. Mm. This is worrisome. I saw James Carville on Dan Abrams' show yesterday. James Carville, of course, a man who was too busy watching LSU football, LSU football. to debate Sean Hannity when we went to go see him at Politicon. Uh, he did not give a flying fuck no, he was about what he was his, saying. His check from Politicon and, and watching literally the LSU football <laughs> game on his phone on while his debating phone. Sean Hannity. And Ben and I were very excited to see this big debate yep. between a Democratic giant and right. a conservative douchebag and... Uh, uh, James Carville, what was your uh, main point again? Uh, LSU football, 14 point. Yep. It was absolutely upsetting. <laughs> the man is disconnected. He was noted. No reason to really be talking about American politics any longer, it being that he hasn't been relevant in years. However, he did say that he was happy with the Democratic Party for spending over $44 million on oh. advertising for campaigns in favor of psychotic Republicans in their primaries. Oh, These people include Carrie Lake, mm. Carrie Lake out of Arizona. Obviously, we covered her last show. She's running for governor. Her opponent gave to the Democratic Party. So the Democrats highlighted that because obviously that would hurt her opponent in Republican primary. Therefore, their Democrat would go against Carrie Lake in a general. Have they learned nothing? No. If James Carville is endorsing the strategy, then that's bad. It's very bad. The man <laughs> yeah. hasn't won anything since Clinton. And Again, everything he says is through the through the lens of an elderly man who doesn't give two shits. And I gave two shits on LSU football. I know you care about LSU football. <laughs> 14 points. I know. There's a parable about this. <laughs> Do not, what is it, cut off the nose to spite the face? Absolutely. Oh, Literally, yeah. this, this is human. We've been working on this exact issue for thousands, thousands of years. <laughs> what the hell are Democrats doing? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So in Illinois, Democratic incumbent Governor J.B. Pritzker and Democratic Governors Association dropped $35 million on ads attempting to influence Illinois' Republican gubernatorial primary. They are doing this again so that the person that goes against Pritzker, rather, will be a psycho Trumper because they are more worried about moderate Aurora Mayor Richard Irvin. So because of that, they want to support Senator Derry Bailey. Now, Pritzker's ad buy for the primaries was more than triple what Bailey had raised for his own campaign. Well, Pritzker's oh got money. God. I don't want him spending it like this. I know. It's crazy. It's insane. Instead because of- as we... I'm sorry, Fernando, no, go on. No, no, you go. As we know, after a primary, the Republicans, what do they do? They coalesce under the brand. Always. So what's to stop them from just holding their nose again right. and voting for someone who is absolutely batshit crazy? It's also so transparent. Mm. The Democratic Party is so stupid. Yes. They can't even do this under the they table. Yeah, As a matter of fact, dark they, money. they're bragging about it. Right, right, right. Yes. They're they're playing a dangerous game. They're putting, I guess it's not all of their eggs, but it's $44 million worth of eggs. <laughs> That's a lot of eggs. Into, uh, a, in this case, a basket case. 
that's what it is. Absolutely. Also, when it comes to Liz Cheney, yes, I give her credit for standing up <laughs> right. to Trump. I give her credit for not wanting this to be an autocracy. She sucks. Her yeah. policies suck. <laughs> her opinions on everything suck. And Democrats have to stop pretending like she's the savior of this country just because in a binary world, she doesn't think that Donald Trump should overthrow a freaking election. Is that where we are? That's where we are. Low that, bar. Really? That's that's how low the bar is. Mm-hmm. OK, the whole thing about this, 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 what's happening right now with the Democrats is they already know what has happened when they did this before. Literally, how did President Trump get elected? Exactly. Hillary Clinton did this in order for Bernie not to win they were like right that was the whole thing well of course the phone call between bill clinton and donald trump that's a real thing that occurred they were close friends they went to each other's weddings many multiple weddings for donald and the clintons were spending money or at least some of their acolytes uh were because they were scared of running against i believe jeb cruz jeb bush or john Kasich. yeah they felt they were more moderate whereas trump was so extreme there's no way he could ever win absolutely not and look what fucking happened Exactly. exactly. This is a this is not something to be played with. Californians have contributed more to Liz Cheney's oh my God. campaign Uh-oh. than any donors from any other state, including her home state of Wyoming. Yeah. What are you people doing? Well, in that case, this is an interesting because Wyoming only gets one congressperson, and that is Liz Cheney, because they don't even have a million people in the state. So in this case, Liz Cheney is running against a crazy Trumper for the one congressional seat out of Wyoming, and it's a guaranteed Republican seat. So maybe this is they see this as a strategy, obviously, where she's not going to beat the Democrat because the Democrat has no chance in Wyoming, but they get to keep Liz Cheney. So in, she would beat the Democrat. In other words, she uh-huh, yes. she is thrilled with the reversal of Roe v. Wade. Oh. All of the things that the Democratic Party is supposed to care right. about. She's horrible when it comes to criminal justice reform. She's awful when it comes to whatever rights don't directly affect her and her right. family. She's the daughter of a war criminal and a total scumbag. So California donors, including Hollywood and Silicon Valley moguls, they say we vehemently disagree with her, but they have given $1.2 million wow. to her campaign. Wow. Lifelong Democrat Marty Wasserman, she's just sent the campaign 25 bucks each month since January for whatever reason. Just because Liz Cheney is doing the bare minimum. To ensure our democratic republic stays that. Right. I mean. You don't get. This is like. This is participation trophies on steroids. <laughs> sure. Right. I mean. And another issue you reminded me of. And of course we've mentioned on this show. LGBTQ rights. She threw her own right. sister. Under, uh, the, under bus. the bus. So she could get elected. And then I believe in that election. She didn't. That was. She was trying to become a senator. Uh, from Wyoming at that time. And so she didn't. even. It didn't even work. <laughs> at that point. We also have to remember what happened. After Donald Trump lost the election, he did not concede. Right. Right. There is a politician in Arizona. Uh, This dude is representing Republican Mark Finchman. He has made Trump's claim of voter fraud a core part of his platform. They just found out in Arizona when it comes to fraud, they said that 282 dead people voted. Right. It turns out after an extensive audit, one dead person voted. Okay, One. One dead person voted. How'd they do that? So that is, I I don't know, from the grave, apparently. But that is hardly enough to sway an election. Right. But this man says if he loses, he's not going to concede. 
So if you get these people like Carrie Lake all the Mm -hmm. way to a general, let's say she loses in a squeaker. What's to stop them from not conceding, following in in their bloviating bastards, uh, Donald Trump's footsteps, tiny feet, by the way, and not concede, making this entire thing a waking freaking nightmare. You can't speak out of both sides of your mouth if you're the Democratic Party, if you're the DNC, saying that these people are an existential threat to the country and then funnel money to their campaigns because you think it's a better chance for your candidate. I just think it's dangerous. Yeah, especially because, again... 2020 is the first real big election where we have 30% of the country, again, mostly Republicans, Trump supporters, who believe that the outcome was completely fraudulent. And that means we're going into a midterm, the next big national election, 2022. And again, there are so many of these candidates who supported Trump, who supported his claims in 2020, who are now running on the exact same thing. I think Mm. we mentioned this last show. What's going to happen if they win? I guess they don't concede. (laughs) Well, what's going to happen if they win? What happens to a general election? You know, next episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the Electoral College. There's some tweaks being made to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what happens if they mess with the electors? Yeah, exactly. When you're a senator for a state, specifically Arizona... You got a lot of freaking power, man. Yes. Yeah, a lot of freaking power. Secretaries of state, uh, state Supreme Courts, all of these things governors, are going to start coming in. If Carrie Lake oh. is the governor of Arizona. Oh, God. Mm. Whole, again, the clip that we played last week, if you didn't listen to that episode, please Obsessed. go give it a listen. Obsessed with this idea the election was stolen. So there's this other guy, again, right. as she I mentioned. She couldn't even remember the weather. <laughs> right. No, she didn't. And she, like... She said, Donald Trump loves me because he asked me how my kids are doing. And I said, fine, but they do better if the election wasn't stolen. And it's like, oh, my God, give me a shotgun now, please, Lord. Kurt Cobain, you're the luckiest man on earth. You got out right in time. So this dude, Finchman, he's 65 years old. This is what he had to say regarding if he loses this election on Tuesday. Ain't going to be no consensus speech coming from this guy. I'm going to demand a 100% hand count if there's the slightest hint that there's any impropriety. And I'm going to urge the next governor to do the same. Yee! Arizona! <laughs> he does sound like he's a cartoon character. There's impropriety. Yosemite Sam. <laughs> he really does. So again, the Democratic Party. It horrifies me. We have people beginning to uh, get sentenced for their roles on January 6th. Mm. We still don't know the DOD is going to investigate what the hell the Secret Service was doing, erasing text messages. We still don't know exactly uh, what's going to come from the January 6th committee. Right. But we do know for a fact that these people, they say what they mean, and when they get elected, for worse— they do what they say. Yes. And, and that's they, exactly what she's going to do. That's exactly what Finchman, that's exactly what Carrie Lake is going to do. And that's exactly what Finchman is going to do. Not concede. You cannot give these people an inch. They're going to take a mile. That's right. Yeah. If they lose, again, by any amount of votes, they're going to be seeking that amount of votes and looking for it all over the state. It's going to get very messy when a bunch of candidates running for everything from governor to state representative to school boards are going to start just contesting every single election, saying Mm. it was fraudulent in one way or another. Again, they're doing Putin's bidding for him. Yeah. And, of course, it's fine that they took out Zahari. I don't give a shit, but uh, maybe use those drone strikes to kill him. Well, Putin doesn't like to sit on his balcony enough. No, not enough. 6 a.m., yeah. Maybe not. (laughs) What what is... 
Go what on. does this mean for America when the peaceful transfer of power, which I think is probably one of the most fundamental aspects, it's the most of, sacred uh, part? Yeah. yeah. What does it mean when that is is gone? Because I mean, it well, start it started a while ago, maybe with like Trump and uh, Al Gore. I'm not sorry, uh, Bush and Al Gore, mm -hmm. where there was a re, you know demanding oh, recount way it back. It goes then. back. I mean, 1876. We talked about it on our President's Day episode uh, the very contentious uh, election between Rutherford B. Hayes and Samuel Tilson of 1876. That's actually how we ended up in this situation where 10 years after that in 1887 they actually refined the electoral college mm -hmm. so states couldn't submit dueling slates of electors and now as we're going to talk about on thursday because of what yeah. happened on january 6 we're going to have to clean up the electoral count act again and i mentioned january 6 there has been uh one of the oath keepers has been uh charged and i believe he's looking at 10 years incarceration Ooh. Ooh. so that was the first Judgment handed down, 10 years incarceration. Finchman, again, this psychopath who is running in Arizona. I ain't no psychopath. You are. I ain't no psychic. I don't know what's going to happen. No, that's not what it means. It means you're batshit insane. Ha <laughs> ha, you got me there, Bill. <laughs> okay. He has identified as a member of the Oath Keepers militia group in the past. So again, him and his acolytes are the people that invaded the Capitol and of course, one of his fellow brothers is now being incarcerated for 10 years. And you know for a fact, Finchman sees him as a political hostage. Yeah, I told him not to concede. Absolutely. <laughs> also, just uh, lastly here, when it comes to the concession, we have Donald Trump speaking at a recent rally. And uh, this is what he had to say. He says, uh, well, we can just hear it from him. I ran for president. I won. Then I won a second time. I did much better the second time. What a disgrace it was. Indeed. What? You did much better the second time, <laughs> even though, again, you lost the popular vote. And in this case, the second time you lost the Electoral College. Well, no one's ever gotten to the bottom of that. Yes, they have. <laughs> okay. Yes, they have. So anyway, not to uh, continue to harp on this, but I just think the Democrats are... Perhaps they're overthinking it. It seems like <sighs> it, it seems like they're in a room. They got a chalkboard and they're talking a lot about ideas yes. about how are we going to win this election? And I would just tell them, focus on yourself, mm, focus on policy. jobs, <laughs> focus on the middle class. <laughs> if you can't find a subject to run on in 2022 oh my god you don't belong in office oh lord yeah I there mean, is so much there's so much you could do there's policy decisions there's stuff that civil liberties civil liberties uh, student debt we won't even yeah. you know so many aspects that, that the the populace is begging for and you know i think the democrats are trying to get as much as they can done before the august break and of course we're going to cover more of that later this week but good grief, man. I mean, you are playing with fire here. It's just scary. It's a dangerous game. And again, it's... you put all your eggs in one basket. If that basket is a basket case, it's mm -hmm. going to come back to bite you. Well, I know. And that's the second time you've said that. It's very good. Thank you. Wait, very I thought good. of a different one. Yeah. Well, no wonder the Democrats' mascot is a donkey, because this is about to come back and bite him in the ass. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. We <laughs> came up with that one before the show. Really, really good. That's, that's very good stuff. <laughs> all right. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The veterans bill. Let's talk about PACT. Uh, So... If this doesn't make your blood boil, like the tar pits that these people had to, I guess, protect and inhale, then I don't know what else does. It's a byproduct of war. We have, uh, yes, it's disgusting. War, it's horrible on every level, environmental, human, financial, you name it. There's a select few people that benefit, uh, specifically Liz Cheney's war criminal father. But let's play a clip from Jon Stewart. John Stewart, I, I just can't give him enough credit. All After right. the Republicans fist bumped because they stopped this bill from passing, John Stewart and veterans, they protested rightfully so. Mm, right and they on the said, Capitol no, steps. we're doing this. Yeah, the veterans were camping out. Absolutely. This is this must pass. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable that this isn't passing. And as, as John Stewart has said endlessly, if this can't pass, what faith do we have in anything? Right. right. To pass. Right. The Senate is where accountability goes to die. That's what John Stewart also said. And uh, again, as we covered on the last show, it literally comes down to just a wording of how the funding goes through. I mean, this bill had 84 votes in favor of back in June, and the Republicans just didn't want it to be mandatory spending, which means it's automatically baked into the the budget every few years. They wanted it to be discretionary, Um, which means every few years they get to vote on it again and play games with something that arguably should not be played with. um, Also, it reminds us that in an election year, They'll vote for it. Yeah, we'll vote yes. Right. And then maybe next year they're going to have a change of heart. Exactly. It's disgusting. So let's play John Stewart. He's yelling at this utter douche. I can't explain what a douchebag this guy is enough. His name is Jack Posobiec. Posobiec? He's a conservative commentator? He is a conservative moron who talks. (laughs) Right. Just so you know how disgusting and dumb this man is. Let's take politics aside. Let's just take his taste in music. Ooh. May 29th, 2022. Oh, this is Jack? This is Jack's tweet. Creed is better than today's oh pop God. music. <laughs> what a dipshit. He goes on to say that the world was better when Creed was was the number one band around. And then he played a clip from Creed's halftime show. Said that America was better. <laughs> Creed, of course, ironically, one of the worst bands in America. Yeah. I can't even think of a Creed song other than that one. With arms wide open. Thank you. It's never the right <laughs> singers that commit suicide. <laughs> okay, let's play John Stewart yelling at Jack Posobeck. Um, again, a man who has the American flag in his Twitter bio, the man who promises to be so patriotic, it's ridiculous. Right. This piece of shit. I just want to play this sound because it just shows you the rage around this issue. And it's right. Jim, this mother the what? thinks hey, that this bill is bull. 
So you tell him. Tell him that it's bullshit. That there's a four hundred million dollar pork thing. You tell him. These people have suffered for fifteen years because you're a fucking troll. Look at the You're a troll. Not in good faith. I'm for the bill. You're not in good faith. Oh, now he wants to. Now he wants to. What are you doing? I love John Stewart on this question. What's his question? What are you doing? Then what are you posting? You're lying. You're a liar. You're a liar. You're a liar. You haven't been working on this thing for years. I've been on the hill with the Republicans and with the Democrats. I don't give a fuck. This is Jack's a veteran. Of course, Jack is on his little cell phone. He's recording himself. live tweeting. All you do is today. John Stewart is not. Oh, we got a classic shame. Shame champ. And now he walks away to the chance of shame. That's American democracy right there. Thank you, Officer Williams. All right. They arrive at the scene. Let's see. Let's play it out. Why not? So Prosecek is up. He's talking to the police that he hated on January 6th. And I don't want to put up with it, so I fucking screamed at him because that's what he deserves because he's a fucking asshole. These people are determined, and they're not going to relent, and I'm not going to put up with that. And he's not coming into here and saying that bullshit. Not happening. Thank you. Nice. This video is from Military Times, by the way. Fantastic. All right. They so, did later speak, which who knows? I mean, Posobiec, he is exactly what Jon Stewart said he is. He is a troll, a complete and other grifter, and someone that no one should ever take seriously. And that's coming from me, a man who knows way too much about cryptids. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, I, I like angry Jon Stewart. That's one of the things. Never make a comedian mad, you know? And at this point, he has earned the title of activist. He's not just a prop. He's mm -hmm. not just up there giving right. speeches. And that's why he's so fired up and so pissed off, because he's been working on this for 15 effing years. And the Republicans... Turn their backs on the American people. Turn their backs on veterans. I do believe that they've seen the writing on the wall. I think it's horrible. It's a horrible look politically for Republicans. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it does seem as if this bill will end up passing. Mm -hmm. But we'll yeah. let you know more on Thursday's episode. Yeah, absolutely. They, they're they going to keep working on it. I mean, they do have the votes. Again, it was just about mandatory versus discretionary spending. Um, and, you know, John Stewart, keep in mind, he faced the same hurdle when Mitch McConnell tried to kill the firefighters yep. uh, health bill for the 9-11 rescue workers so it's like yeah if it happens two times out of two times when you're the one comedian mm -hmm. activist up there working on the benefit of people who have put their lives on the line whether it's domestically or in foreign wars yeah man it probably starts to get under your skin a little bit absolutely especially when you have people like rand paul hmm. who is libertarian in the worst sense possible only when it comes to deciding that he doesn't want to spend money on things that might actually help his constituents. Rand Paul, 
he is somehow less charming than his father, Ron Paul, who (laughs) really was on the front lines when talking. Obviously, you know, Ron Paul, it's it's like any libertarian. So there's some good and there's some bad. But some of the good that he did discuss anti-foreign wars, Mm -hmm. getting off of the oil teat, you know, self-reliance. There are certain things that Ron Paul and his agenda that I thought were actually progressive gay marriage, you know. He he was very against the wars, um, and, and state, him and Dennis, and Kuc- state. yeah, yeah, him and Dennis Kucinich worked together on bills from auditing the Fed to auditing the Pentagon, right. and so on and so forth. And then, of course, there's also then there's Rand. Then there's Rand. <laughs> yeah. So this is what Rand had to say when it comes to the PACT Act. He said this bill puts our economy though at risk by creating presumptions of service connection for the most common ailments. So he's worried <laughs> right. that too many veterans are going to say, "I'm sick," well, and yeah. he'll say, "Well, did it really come from the burn exactly. pits? Oh, no. Do we know if it was the burn pits?" This is where he's drawing the line. Oh, they could it. have asthma that's not related to service. Ben. And he he's an eye doctor, but he's also a doctor. So what are you doing? He's a moron. This is he's, <laughs> what he said. He said he noted that a substantial number of Americans have conditions like hypertension and asthma, mm-hmm. which are both included in the bill. God forbid <laughs> they get some help. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Right. He argued that expanding the coverage would lead to taxpayer dollars. You already have our money. Right. right. <laughs> Allocate it to the people that need it. He said this bill would cost hundreds of billions of dollars at a time when the national debt is climbing over $30 trillion and inflation is at a 40-year high. Can someone tell me what $30 trillion is? Um, How do you describe it? I can't, I can't even. Fa- I have like a dollar in my pocket and right now. Why does it matter now? For him, like, why didn't it matter when the economy was at twenty nine point five trillion? Right when Trump was um, in office and yes. giving out tax cuts to the wealthiest people. What about the national debt then, Rand? Right. Well, the Republicans never care about the national debt or national spending when a Republican is in the White House. That's just how it goes. That's how it was with W. Bush. Mm. You know, when W. Bush came in, Clinton had made the the budget for the federal government basically have it was balanced it was a balanced, it was a balanced budget. budget 2000 last time we'll ever see that again in our lifetime uh because of course washington is just the macro of our micro existence and they want us to be in debt mm, pay off your credit card yes. see how your see how your um credit, credit score yes. looks in fact that was a dick they cheney, want you to be in debt dick cheney quote from the early 2000s when they came in they inherited all the surplus right of money mm-hmm. and dick cheney's exact words to the treasurer at the time who the secretary of the treasury for w bush actually resigned over this I believe his name was paul snow and dick cheney said reagan proved that deficits don't matter and that's what he said, basically saying that he's a Republican and he's not going to be fiscally conservative. So that's why the Bush administration gave out $5 trillion in tax cuts to the wealthy Great. and then went and started a $5 trillion war. Woo-hoo! And as Bernie has pointed out, show me where that makes sense. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So hopefully the PACT Act will pass despite the incessant screaming from douchebags like Jack Postbiak. And uh, and the people that uh, that he likes, 
as far as the Republicans in the Senate. All right. Well, just lastly, let's talk a little bit about media. In this case, social media. Obviously, conservatives were yelling about shadow banned and being shadow banned <laughs> for a long, long time. It turns out that Trump's truth social is shadow banning any users <laughs> oh. who post about the Capitol attack or who post about abortion rights. Oh, isn't wow. that ironic? <laughs> Again, it is only the First Amendment. It's only free speech if they like what you're saying, which, of course, is not what the First Amendment is all about. So what, you go to the, the website and it just plays Dixie Chicks now? Because you traitor. <laughs> you can't play Dixie. No, they don't no, like Dixie no, Chicks. No, but I'm saying because you're a traitor, you do love Dixie Chicks. Oh, yeah. If you're yes. there talking oh, about see. abortion or Gen 6, then you're a traitor. God right. forbid the Dixie Chicks, again, the right side of history when it comes to being against the Iraq war. They 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 canceled them. Oh, Lord, they did. Yeah, that was a W. Bush Cheney move back when the conservatives stood for, well, pretty much the same stuff. Yeah. Um, it is interesting because that was a, wasn't it, we had a story about that, uh, couple months ago that uh, Democrats, liberals, if you will, were joining truth social media to mm-hmm. basically fuck troll with the algorithm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that it was Which, so fascinating. Gavin Newsom. I fucking hate that guy. Uh, <laughs> he, he got on truth social to stick it to Trump. Oh, OK. Uh, All right. It's great. All right. Did it work? Why don't you just go talk to his son about how your ex-wife is? Right. Um, according to a Public Citizen, they noted that they did their own research. This is the quote. They said, our own research on the platform confirms that the site engages in shadow banning, mm. which is fully or partially blocking users' content without warning, notice, or recourse. This is prevalent with regard to both progressive subject matter and across various other topics. So, again... The people that promised you to bring you the truth, because that's the name of the site, have done exactly the opposite. In June 2022, Truth Social users reported that any post containing the phrase abortion is healthcare" would be automatically shadow banned from the platform. Um, when this person attempted to post the phrase abortion is healthcare," they received the standard notification that, quote, that my truth had been posted, which would usually signify that my post would now be visible on my personal profile on my feed. Instead, the post was nowhere to be found. Oh, God. God forbid you go against Donald Trump on Truth Social. Also, One American News, uh, they're just totally fucked because uh, Verizon dropped them. Uh, They're psycho. And again... It's funny because I don't like when anything is canceled because mm-hmm. I like watching One American News. You right. got to know where these people are coming from. Where their mindset is, where and they are. Right? Yes, exactly. Because Newsmax, okay, that's more Trumpy than uh, than Fox News. Right. But One American News, <laughs> holy <laughs> hell. Holy moly. Uh, One American News had the most insane thing broadcast oh. on the night of January 6th that I caught with my little cell phone. It was about like 2 a.m. And they had a tombstone that said, rest in peace. And they were running all the names and pictures of all the Republicans have voted against Trump and, and against, <laughs> you know, or in favor of certifying the 2020 yes. election. So that's what OAN, their graphics department kind of sucks also. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't yeah. even a good looking headstone. I oh. actually had a chance to go on One American News. I was discussing immigration and I guess they didn't know who I was because I just ended up like yelling at the woman a bunch and then she was like, <laughs> I don't know if this is very fun. Um, <laughs> 
but it's not a very well-run operation. No, no it's like a step it's above a college TV station. Just yeah, even the lighting. maybe a lateral move. Yeah, pretty much lateral. I was going to say, you're insulting college stations. Yeah, right. right. I, my college station was professional as fuck. Yeah, well, <laughs> Ohio University should have been, but uh, no. that's where Roger Ailes graduated from. So <laughs> Yeah, that's the, the, the university that Wexler and Epstein founded. Well, that's OSU. That's, <laughs> that's the OSU? Ohio State okay. University. Yeah, we're uh, yeah, it's rough shape there in Ohio. <laughs> Time to go to Antioch College. That's where Dave Chappelle's oh. dad taught. Oh, absolutely fantastic. Good to know. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Hope you're doing well out there. Um, just keep on following this stuff. If you have a chance, obviously, please vote. Um, this is going to be an interesting primary cycle. And obviously, when we get to the uh, when we get to the midterms, it's uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how everything shakes out, especially for the Senate. Mm. Yes. Well, Senate luckily is is still, you know, every state votes for their two senators. Um, but I'm going to keep my eyes also on all the gerrymandered districts and mm. who's going to control the House. I mean, if Kevin McCarthy becomes Speaker oh, of the House, yikes. that is a huge, huge amount of power to give a man like that. Absolutely. And they would have done it literally by gerrymandering. So, you know, again, mm-hmm. we're going to talk electoral college and everything like that coming up. But Go from Nancy Pelosi's big boot to just one big boob. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. You can always trust a guy with the last name McCarthy. Okay, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.